Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Do you think any one of the 176 people, including obviously the pilots and all the rest, thought when they got on the plane, well, it's probably going to be a bad day today. I'm sure we're going to die today. You think anybody even closely thought that? Never. What happened? The journey in life ended with no warning. Now, what's the question? Where are the 176 people now? In these modern times, travel and health are so good for a lot of the world that it's easy to take life and living for granted. Cars are safer, airplanes are much safer than in times past. And yet accidents do happen. The unknown happens. Pastor Mark will be reminding you in his teaching today that death is a certainty for everyone. The only question is when it will happen. You'll be sharing about your need to seek God's guidance and wisdom in your life rather than trusting your own. You'll be told of your need to get right with God today, before your time on earth is finished. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 as he continues his message, 2020, following God's vision for your life. See, if you don't believe in the Bible, you will never have a relationship with God. Never. That's why we teach the Word of God. Not parts of it. You already saw the Methodist church now is dividing to two groups. One doesn't take the Bible seriously. The other group does. That's what happens to our world. Here's another big deal for you. To know God's will, I have to know his word. You see, sometimes we decide, well, I'm going to do this. And maybe you have a friend and they come by and say, oh, you're going to do, you're going to do what? No, that's in the Bible. That's not right. Well, if you look into the word 2020 vision right into the word, you will know this truth. Let me give it to you. Psalms 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. That's how we do life. Without the light of God's word, we're doing life in the darkness. We can't see what's ahead. There's no direction to us at all. So number one way to acknowledge God and have that relationship is through the word. Here's a second. We acknowledge God through prayer. Prayer is another way to get to know God. Why? Because we're talking to him. It's a two-way conversation. Now, it's simply the way to communicate. God loves to be consulted and he loves to direct our steps. Prayer is the deciding factor in spiritual warfare. And this It changes the church, it changes you, it changes me. So I just challenge you. There's so many needs that we just need to pray for. Now, here's the issue. I told you three commands. I just gave them to you. 
then there's a promise from God. But if I don't obey the commands, I don't get the promise. You say to your kid, mow the lawn, edge the lawn. He's 14, no problem. And we'll take you out for a treat. We'll go to lunch and we'll go fishing in the afternoon. Son comes and says, well, not, not interested in mowing the lawn. Let's go fishing, Dad. Hello. What's going to happen? Here's God. Well, how come God's like that? Are you kidding? He's blessing us. The commands alone bless us. But look at verse 6. And he, God, will make your paths straight. So here's the promise. Enjoy following God on his path for you. See, I'm going to be on his path if I obey those three commandments. I will be on the path he designed for me. God will direct, make straight our paths. Here's how. By removing the obstacles. Obstacles happen in life. God will show us which path to take and make that path pleasant, prosperous, a thriving life. Now, here's a question that all of us have. Pastor Mark, does that mean that when we become a Christ follower and put all our trust in God and obey those things, his path of life will always be healthy, wealthy, happy? There'll be no troubles? Is that right? Well, four of you said no. The rest of you must have missed it. Of course that's not right. Well, how do I know there's going to be trouble even on the path that God designs for me? Because Jesus told us. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Take heart. I've overcome the world. Romans 8, he'll work all things together for good. Doesn't make sense to us, but he'll do that. So Jesus just said this. Yes, there's going to be suffering. There's going to be adversity, trials, hardships, sorrows, all kinds of things. But he promises us peace. You know what the word peace is? Shalom. Listen to this while we're struggling with these things. Shalom means completeness, rest, safety, tranquility, wholeness, total well-being. You see, yes, this is true. Maybe you're new to Christianity. Bad things happen to good people. Now, why? Well, because God's bad. No, God isn't bad. He's good. It happens because we live in a fallen, sinful world. When you see all kinds of things that happen that just are discouraging to all of us, you see Puerto Rico hit again. You see Australia, thousands of animals burned to death. And what is it? What does the media, what does the secular world say? Well, that's God. If he's a good God, what's wrong with your God? It isn't a God. It's Satan. Don't blame that on God. God never designed any of that. But here are some obstacles you and I can expect on the path of life, God's path. Just three I'm going to give you. Here's the first one. A path filled with potholes. I call the pothole Refusing to forgive past hurts. Every single person I'm talking to has been hurt. Every single person I'm talking to has hurt other people. 
we are challenged in the Bible. Let me read it to you if you want to write it down because some of you here are holding on to a hurt and you just would say to God, I can't forgive that person. No, you're wrong. Let me read it to you. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You see, to forgive is to set someone free from the debt they owe because of the wrong done to you. Forgiveness. It's undeserved, unmerited, and it means free. Now, here's why some people never will forgive. Because they don't understand this statement. Now, listen to me very clearly. What forgiveness is not. What forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not approving or minimizing the wrong. When you forgive somebody, you're saying, oh, that was fine. No, it wasn't fine. Forgiveness is not taking the blame for the wrong. Well, I guess I'm in blame. No, you're not. They hurt you. Here's another one. Forgiveness does not mean you allow someone to keep hurting you. No, that's not what it is. That doesn't even make common sense. You see, unresolved hurts, unforgiveness, puts us in prison. We think that the person who hurt us is the one in prison. Who's in prison? I am. If I don't forgive somebody, I think that person's in prison. No, you're wrong. You're in prison. And when you're in prison, there's no freedom. Can I challenge you? I don't know who, how many. God just woke me up the other night just to put this part in. Because we all get hurt. Let me just share this with you. God says, trust me. You can do anything with the power of God. So if it's you and you think you can't do it, you're probably right. But through God, I can do all things. And here's what I'm going to challenge you. Don't talk to anybody. Now, you might have to go to the person or whatever. You know what happens? When this person hurts us and we hold on to that, we won't forgive them. We're just thinking, I've got them in prison. You know what I've discovered after all these years as a pastor counseling? The person that hurts you, you think they think about you all the time. They don't think about you at all. You're the only one in prison. It's the same thing, you know this. You're drinking poison thinking it's going to kill them. I'm serious. So here's what God says. Forgive them in God's strength. Remember what I told you, forgiveness does not mean let them keep hurting you, let them do all those things. No, don't even go there. Understand one thing. Let's start free. Quit carrying around unforgiveness on your back because you will never be free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Say, but they're not worth it. Were you worth it when Jesus saved you? Did you earn it? None of us. It's grace. That's how we became a Christian. That's exactly what Jesus said on the cross. Father, forgive them. Did they deserve to be forgiven? No. That's what forgiveness is. It's a picture of a grace. Challenge you. Just say to God, I trust you to work out the details. I know it's a choice. You say, well, Pastor Mark said it. No, it's a choice. You have to decide to do it. I can tell you why you should do it. But you can do everything through God who gives you strength. And you know what will happen? This will be one of the best years you'll ever have. 
Now, I'd like to say to you, you'll never be hurt again. There's no such place on earth. We will be hurt again. But you have to learn the principle. Is it hard? It's very hard. But it's worth it. See, God promises us. Remember the potholes? What does God do? He removes the obstacles. Now I can walk on the path. You're not miserable on the path. By the way, was it God's fault? No, it wasn't. Whose it is? It really? It's Satan. That's how the hurts come. It's Satan. And sometimes it can even come from us because we're in the flesh. Now, what's the next one? A path of darkness. You can barely see the person. Now, what am I calling darkness here? Depression? Discouragement? Doubt. Now, there's times in our lives, it's pretty much there. We've all been through that a little bit. If that's you today, just write this verse down, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him. However you got there, God promised us to fill us with hope, joy, peace, Jesus is the light of the world. He will take that darkness and the obstacle is gone. Trust him for it. That's what his word says. See, depression is no hope. It's darkness. I can't do this. That's not at all biblical. Here's the last one. A path with a dead end. Satan lies. You might be in one of those. Maybe during the year we'll be in one of those. Satan will say, there's no way out. Just throw in the towel. Give it up. It's not going to get any better. Forget it. I don't know what road you're on, but where's your God? Just throw it in. Let me say this. I want you to see this verse. About two weeks ago, something like that, 10 days, two weeks ago, God gave me this verse one morning. It was in a devotional that I was reading. And about 10 days later, all the pastors meet two or three times a month uh, on Wednesdays. And one of the pastors stood up, and he didn't know anything about this. He said, you know, yesterday God gave me this verse. This is the same verse I got 10 days ago. You think God's trying to say something to us? No, it's not about the pastors. It's about our church. Look what it says. For I'm about to do something new. Do you see those three things I just showed you? You get rid of them. You do what God says. He's going to do something new. See, I've already begun. I've already begun. Do you not see I will make a... Watch it. Listen. I got goosebumps even talking about it. See? Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And when I read that, here's what came to my heart. Out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Now, that's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. God has already begun. It's a revival. You say, I'm not into revivals. You better be into revivals. You know, revival is about the church and people. It starts with you. It starts with me. That's God's will. Do you think our world needs revival? Oh, my goodness. All the things that we see now. I just read up in an organization in one of the states. I won't even tell you what it is now. They put no moms, no dads, all this stuff. They've removed 
mother and dad, all those things from the books. And now you can substitute wherever you want. They will never teach in the public schools in those states about God's marriage, a man and a woman. It'll be the opposite. Now that's Satan at work. At work. We need it. Now, when you see that, that promise is for me. It's for you. Can I just say this to you? That obstacle will be gone. Why? Because he's going to do something new. I'm not going to do something new. He's already doing something in you right now. We want to be there. That's God's promise for those who trust in him. Now, I have to know, and you need to know this true. A believer who trusts God entirely will enjoy success and thrive even when the path has some obstacles. Now, there's some of these times that God wants us to trust him. You have to understand, he sees what's ahead. None of this is in surprise to God. As we trust him, just put your full weight in him. Notice this verse. This is one of my favorite verses. You will keep him, you will keep in peace him whose mind is steadfast. Where's the battle? When you hear some word come into your mind, give up, forget it, don't forgive them. Where's that come from? That's from Satan. Where's it happening? It's in the mind. Look what it says. You will keep in peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. You know, there's other times that we get anxious because God's ways are not our ways. We're all familiar with that. God, are you sure this is the path you want me on? I went through that when God says, give up pharmacy. I'm telling you down to start a church. Now, I know God had said that, but I'm thinking, really? All those years of education and study and hard, and you opened doors for me to practice pharmacy here in Florida? That's how I got here? And now you want me to leave it all and just start a church? It didn't take me long to go, you got it, God. I'm going. Why? Because I knew I could trust him. I wouldn't have been where I was if I hadn't trusted him in the first part of my life. You understand that. Same for you. So here's two reasons you don't really need to question God, even though sometimes we do, and then we get corrected by God. Here they are. God has all knowledge, and he knows what path each of us should be on. God doesn't go, Mark Balmer, let's see what kind of path can we figure for him. No, he's already got me. He's got it for you if you're a Christian. If you're following Jesus, this is a big one, then the path you're on is God's path for you. If you're following Jesus, where he's got you, the neighborhood, the job, the church, then that's the path for you. So what do we do? Enjoy God here. Don't wait for a little future. Serve God here. Be all here. Thank you. You do things with excellence. Thanks for being here. Now remember, you're not doing this path alone. When you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit came into you. And one of the major things he does is direct our lives. When I'm studying, I'm asking God to direct my life. Now, here's the thing to tell you what you should do. See, we can't wait. Proverbs 4.18, the path of righteousness like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. Now, take a look at this. When I depend on God's wisdom, guess what happens? I begin to mature. There's more wisdom. There's more truth. There's more guidance. There's more joy. There's more fulfillment in my life. Stop for a moment and look in your past. When you follow God, and that's your wisdom. Did God ever fail you? He never failed you before. He won't fail you now. Just trust him. 
We are here now, and we keep following because we know where our path is going to end. Now, why does the Bible say today is the day of salvation? Why does it say today get saved? Here's why. Look at the statement. The path of life you are on when you die determines your eternal destiny. See, when you die, and none of us know when, you can't change paths. You're done. If you're following Jesus, you're going to be in heaven. If you're not, you're going to be separated from God in hell forever. There's no time to change. It's there. Let's see if the number 176 means anything to you. Last week, a Ukrainian plane took off from Iran airport to Kiev in the Ukraine. Two minutes after taking off, two minutes, two Iranian rockets hit the plane and all 176 people on board were killed. Their journey of life ended instantly. Do you think any one of the 176 people, including obviously the pilots and all the rest, thought when they got on the plane, well, it's probably going to be a bad day today. I'm sure we're going to die today. You think anybody even closely thought that? Never. What happened? The journey in life ended with no warning. Now, what's the question? Where are the 176 people now? Do you understand why the Bible says today is the day of salvation? Now, we go back to the book of Acts. And you're going to see in the first part of chapter 3, this path that we're on is not just about you and me. How many of those people were shared the gospel? I don't know. Do we have a responsibility to share the gospel? See, most of you say, no, that, I'm fine. I'm going to heaven. That's not right. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We have to be concerned. We can't change anybody. We would never try to force anybody. But that's why God lovingly said today is the day of salvation. Why? Because when we die, and you don't know when, where are you going? That's not God's fault. That's your fault if you choose not to follow Jesus Christ. What I'm saying to you right now, this is real life. Now, you're going to hear people say, well, God is responsible for that. God is not responsible for that. It's his will that none perish. It's Satan. What is his will? Steal, hello, kill, and destroy. But the world is blind to the truth of God. The church isn't the building. It's the people who still worship Jesus and praise his name, despite whatever obstacles stand in their way. Today, we want to invite you as the extended Church of Jesus to join us virtually for our weekend worship services. Pastor Mark and Calvary Chapel Melbourne are continuing to meet online during this time, and you can be a part of our services. Visit calvaryccm.com live to watch on our website or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. Just search for Calvary Chapel Melbourne. 
Our services will take place at 6 p.m. on Saturdays and again on Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45. For more information or to find links to our stream, visit calvaryccm.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Mark's teachings from this series and feel free to share them with your friends and family. We also have devotions available under the Connect tab and you can visit our social media pages as well. All this can be found at our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to ask that you continue to pray for our country and for those around the world who are suffering during this pandemic. Please lift them up to the Lord and pray that His name would be magnified in every corner of the earth. Please pray for our leaders as well and for your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.